We all live in a yellow submarine, a yellow submarine. We all live in a yellow submarine, a yellow submarine. I love it. That's my song. No, that's all you need to do. Thanks so much, Evan. Honestly, that was a great intro. I picked it because it had seven words in it. <laughs> that's the reason why? Yeah. Do you even know that? You know that song. Yeah. You must, yeah, all right. Welcome. Welcome, Evan, to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm Annie. excited about this show. I've been telling Angelina and everybody else I'm like excited. I, you are our youngest guest ever, right? Which is great. But uh, and off mic, I was just saying established in 2018. So you were 10 years old. Yeah. Five years now. <laughs> you ready for retirement? Not yet. No, you still got a lot of work ahead of yeah. you. Let me share out the deeds here. So Evan, Evan's Workshop, uh, you're the owner, you're the CEO, five years. Uh, <laughs> website is evansworkshop.co or CA? CA. CA. And then the email is evansworkshop at? iCloud.com. That's it. Okay, and then on Instagram, everybody knows, of course, it's evans underscore workshop. Yes. So we're going to have a, a very cool conversation. I know you brought some some things, and I actually saw the box recently. You yep. just finished and posted it, which is great. But I do want to do a quick, a few shout outs uh obviously rob 13 yep he's the one that mentioned you and he, you've done a lot of work there as well too oh right? yeah he's one of my mentors that's totally cool he's definitely one of the good ones to have right yeah. and then also andrew prete right so carpenter on site so it's it's just the words getting out there and everybody's kind of understanding who you are and where you came from and what you're doing and that's what we're going to talk about today right so okay. another shout out is uh, hsc huntington uh home concepts t-shirt is what i'm wearing and then i also want to shout out uh, wait a minute there he is Pato, Patricio from Pato Electric. Uh, thanks so much, Pato, for being such a uh, supporter of the show. Content, uh, keep up the good work at P-Squared Electric for all the hard work you provide for the clients. And then reach out to Pato at, on IG at P-Squared Electric. And also, he's got Pato the Electrician on his handle uh, to book your next project with him. And his crew, reach out at info at P-SquaredElectric.ca. And his phone number is 416-939-6446. And then also check out his show right on this show uh show number 269 and show number 173 and he's going to be back to do a all spanish version of the construction life because there's more than english people working in the construction industry mm -hmm. so i had the crazy idea of uh doing these other kinds of shows so evan over to you i usually start when we start talking to the guests like where did it all start but <laughs> where did it all start why do you have a, a passion for woodworking and carpentry i've been woodworking for a long time now i started when i was really young like supervising not supervising but watching my grandfather work what He's, was his position what did um he... like a hobby woodworker but he does a lot of like hand tool work okay and then when i was like eight or nine i picked it up again but on youtube and i'm now like self-taught pretty much nice yeah was there a lot of good stuff on youtube oh tons of great stuff yeah a lot of great people in there well why did you are all your friends anywhere near woodworking or construction? Or are you the only friend in the circle that's in that world? Only me in the circle. But every, like, they all like think it's pretty cool. I don't think they fully understand what I do. What are they doing? Like, I'm curious on what are they Like doing? sports, video games, stuff like that. Okay. But they think it's cool. I don't think they fully understand what it is, though. So what is it to you? Um, it's more than just woodworking. It's like a business. Okay. But you're seeing a product, you're creating something from something. Yes. And then you're seeing a client, you meet the clients, they tell you what we're looking for. And then you, how do you, how do you handle that conversation? Someone gives you what to begin with? Well, somebody like usually like emails me, DMs me, um, you know, asking like, oh, like, could you make something like this? Like sends pictures or something, but with their own little twist on it. Like I do a lot of custom stuff. Like, whatever somebody wants, I can make probably pretty much. You don't rack your head on how to do that? Like, where does it all begin? 
Like I do. Like I think about it. Like just recently, I'm still like I'm making a table right now. Okay. For customers, like a big, like tall table. It's like, like a this, dining table. No, like a bar top table. Yeah. Okay. And it's as soon as like the client came to me with the idea, I was like, I already know I want to do sliding dovetails for the joinery, and I brought that to life. And so you know how to do sliding dovetails. Yeah, I did it on my router table. Who taught you how to do that? YouTube. Seriously? Yep. So you just YouTube it or talk to everybody that's online or whatever and just pick their brain and then you just go to it. Mm -hmm. And you're not afraid of the tools? No. All right. So obviously I want to get this out of the way. What tool brand are you? I use a lot of tools. Not, not so you're exclusive. not loyalty. You're not no. yellow, red, fest. You're not. That's I it. have a bit of everything. Okay. And I enjoy everything. That might change one day. Maybe. But I, as of right now, I like using everything I got. What's your favorite tool right now? My favorite tool right now has got to be my drum sander. I bought that a few years ago when I was making like, was like 200 serving boards for Hall and Bloorview. It's a children's hospital in downtown, I think. Okay. And I bought that because it was really going to speed up like the sanding process. And you were using what, orbiters uh, before then? Or yeah. No, you were using belt sanders before then? No, I just had an orbital sander. Just an orbiter. And that obviously made a huge difference. A huge difference. Yeah. And I use that on every project. I don't think there's a single project that I haven't used it on since I got it. How big is the drum? How wide? Um, 16 inches. But That's it can stand 32 inches. Really? Yeah. He's like, you do one pass, you flip it around, and do who's another this, pass. Whose is that one? Uh, Laguna. Okay. All right. I love it. I use it all the time. Where Best purchase I've ever made. All right, but then what about other tools that you're like, are you a fan of? I guess well, you're routering all the time, so. Yeah, I do a lot of routering. You're doing dovetail jigs? Um, when it depends on like what you're dovetailed into. Like I made a box similar to this. Okay. With dovetailed. This was like for me. Like it was kind of like a prototype watch box, and I did hand cut dovetails with saws, chisels, everything. So you have a collection of Japanese saws kind of thing or not yet? I have a collection of a lot of hand tools. I have one Japanese saw. I have a few Veritas saws, a lot of hand planes, chisels. Everything. I enjoy using them. So everybody else is riding bike, playing video games, being a kid. And I'm not saying that you're not being a kid, but you're in a kid in a candy store with this stuff. Yeah. So, like, are they going to start coming to you and going, listen, Evan, can you maybe build me this? Can you maybe build me that? Um, sometimes our parents do that. <laughs> what do you mean sometimes? Um, if like you sometimes have a family, they're all asking you to do it. Yeah. Like, my family, I build a lot of things for my family. Um, but also, like, my friend's parents Sometimes they commission me to build things. Really? Yeah. What's the one thing that you haven't been asked to build, but you want to be built? Mm, probably, I haven't built like a dining table yet. Like a, a full blown? Yeah. Like with wood leaves? base, everything. Really? I haven't built one of those yet. But at the same time, I don't really have the space to build one of those. I'm in like a one car garage. It's kind of already filled up right now. That's big enough for a tiny room table. To, well, yeah, yeah, you got all the stuff inside there. A lot there. of stuff in there. So you got to get some nice days and just bring it outside then. Yeah. So I, I, how was the transition from running a business to social? Because obviously as soon as you got onto social, people started reaching out. Well, I kind of, as soon as I started my business, I started the social media. Like I started the Instagram page. Okay. And it took me, it's been taking me five years to get where I am right now. Is it overwhelming? Mm, like, are you getting frustrated that I, I just want to work? I don't want to answer questions. I just want to no. work. No, I, li I like doing both. Okay, because at the same time, I like interacting with the maker community online. And who's reaching out to you? Is it all us older guys, or is you getting the younger generation too that's reaching out? Well, like a big chunk of my followers are actually like kids. 
Really? Mm-hmm. From all over Canada, all over the U.S.? And all over the world. Yeah? So I think it's pretty cool. Like are are there the other Evans in different that you know of? No? Not somebody else in a different country that's around your age that's doing similar things? I'm sure there is, but I don't think... You haven't come across it yet online? Not, I haven't come across it yet, yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, what was that, Rob? A few kids, for example, yeah. that do woodworking on Instagram is Annie's Woodworking. Okay, yeah. Um, she's in the U.S., and then there's J.D. He's in um, Ontario. Uh, sorry? Arpad. And then there's another one, Arpad. He's also in the U.S., another kid maker. And I interact with them online. Yeah, um, there's a few out there, right? So. And I met I met Cam. Um, have you heard of, uh, what's the dad's company's name? Oh, like Fulton... Fine woodwork or something, but his son. That sounds familiar, yeah. Okay. His son is like a few years older than I am, and I met him at WorkbenchCon in March. Okay. Yeah. And how was that? Very fun. I'm going to, I would like to go back next year. Because, like, I got to meet everybody that I've been interacting on social media it's for. It's a different pace, like when you get the name. I actually got to meet them. Yeah. And it's really cool. Everybody's very nice. The whole maker community is a great bunch of people. What's your favorite kind of wood to work with? Honestly, yeah, I've been working with a lot of bird's eye maple recently. I love bird's eye maple. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I like working with that. Where are you getting your bird's eye from? Uh, Where are you getting any of the woods from the exotics? Concept 13. Oh, Concept you're getting it from them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like I got, I have got a whole bunch of bird's eye maple like way back from him, like probably six months ago. And I haven't like touched any of it, but I just, as I was going through my wood, I was like, oh, it's a really nice piece of wood. I should probably use it. I'm even in awe of, um. When I'm at there, when I'm there and I see Rob and all of a sudden I'm standing beside a slab of black walnut and then he's got his drawing on it or his chalk number on yeah. it, right? And I always take a zero off of that. I go, mm. that's not bad. <laughs> that's and he funny. goes, no, 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 that's... Because <laughs> they, they're a pretty penny, right? And, yeah. and when you're standing next to it and you got 20 feet of black walnut, a huge slab, and I'm like, going, geez, what's the price of that thing, man? Not cheap. No, it's not cheap, but it's well worth it when you build yeah. something out of it. So oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're looking to get to that point. That's challenging. It is challenging, yeah. So but what's what's going to happen with Evan's workshop? Like when you get it bigger, bigger, are you going to start bringing on employees? Well, I don't know what the future has in store for me. Like I don't know if I what I'm going to do as my full time job when I'm older. All I know is as of right now, I, I love woodworking. Why can't you do back. this as your full time job? I could. I'm not too sure what I want to do yet. Come closer a little bit. Um, but I mean, that's where the business side of the business now. Now, who's yeah. who's kind of guiding you on that? My parents. All right. So you're they help me a lot. You're understanding that, like, because yeah. do you do you have an idea of what you should be charging for your skill? Uh, yeah. Okay. So like, you, you kind of sat down. Yeah. yeah. Like I have like set prices for some things, but like custom things, I have to come up with a price. Hourly rate kind of thing. Not really hourly rate, but it's similar. Probably a little more than minimum wage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not working all the time, so it's not like a fixed income. But it's like custom. You're creating yeah. pieces of something out of wood. So yeah. that's why like the price tag is really about what, how do you feel about its worth? Like some people, like they reach out to me, right? And not expect it because they think I'm a kid. Like my price is going to be way lower because the quality is not going to be as good. But they're surprised when I tell them a price tag that's on par with somebody that's 30 or 50. But what's the matter if the product is just as good, if not better? Yeah, they don't. And, they and don't the realize pro- that. I know they don't think. They think okay, there might be a discount here because he's a little guy. Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't work that way. No. 
It, and you're good for that. that. That makes a lot of sense that you, you're not letting them do that, right? Yeah, like when I was younger, I used to charge like less because I didn't really understand like how, what to charge. So, but now I do. At least I think I do. No, you're still learning, but you're probably getting better at it. Definitely right? getting better. So, and then also the word's getting out there. So people are seeing the product and then they're like, you should give them a call because it's actually really good. And then it's worth the price. And then yes. they, that's where the conversation starts, right? Mm -hmm. So you've done everything right where the word of mouth is just growing from there, right? Yep. Like I pretty much, I only get business from word of mouth. Like I occasionally get a few DMs from people that see my work on Instagram, but most of the time it's word of mouth. It's kind of funny how, I mean, if you go back in time, if you were a 15 year old kid in the eighties, how would you have pulled this off? I don't think I would have. I don't think you would have. I think you actually need that connection to a, 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 a social audience, right? That's the thing. Like nowadays it's way different than it used to be. Like yeah. I wasn't born in the eighties. I'm born now, but. Jeez, what you were. <laughs> what am I, I'm going. Wow. Okay. All right. But like now social media, it's so big that it's, you can do anything. Like a lot of people, their job is social media. Yeah. So it's way different. It's a different mindset too, right? That's why I was asking about your circle trying to figure out what else they're doing. I'm always curious on what else their circle is doing, right? So what are they trying to aspire to be as well? Because you're already on your path. I mean, eventually you could be building so much and then eventually become either a business owner that has and you're training other people and then, or you can actually just go into other areas of the industry, right? Yep. And then go from there. But eventually you'll be instructing people. You'll have enough toys in the shop that you'll be instructing people, yeah. right? Which That's is totally true. cool, right? Yep, I think so. Uh, so Evan, I just, I want to ask you, how are you juggling school, workshop, social media, being a kid, living life? How are you juggling all that stuff? It's impossible. I have help from my parents who help me out with my social media. So I do, I help with my social media as well, but my parents also help me with it. It's, it's impossible to do school, homework, friends, workshop, Instagram, everything, running a business together it's impossible and i'm thankful that i have my parents that help me do it so you got okay i mean during school months you're there uh -huh. monday to friday yeah you're there from what school these days i don't know eight to two or something eight um, to three high schools the one i'm at is nine to three fifteen nine to three fifteen right yeah then, but then you got homework yeah so you've got that day monday to friday nine to three fifteen then you've got how many hours for homework 45 minutes to an hour okay so an hour there right and then where's workshop time Right after that. Right after that, into the workshop. Yeah. Okay, and then where's like um, study? Oh, I guess uh, studying just for exams studying, coming up. Studying's probably in that homework period. In the homework period. Yeah. Okay, and then where's social media time? How much time is there? Social media time probably at night, like after dinner. That's social media. For time. like what? A couple hours a day? Like I like I'm not on it. Like I take breaks. I go back. I know. So workshop time, you're going in there for how many hours on during the weekdays? I. Two, two and a half. And then on the weekends, it ramps up? The weekends probably more, but on the weekends, I'm more with my friends. And then, yeah, so how much time are you spending, like, being a kid? About, uh, like, a lot of time. Because at the same time, I go to, like, the gym a few times a week with my friends. So I juggle a lot of stuff. What, you're pumping weights? What's going on yeah. here? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, so you got to still factor in, like, eating time, mm -hmm. yeah. sleeping time. And there's only 24 hours. Yeah. There's only seven days. Like, so how are you managing all that? Like, it's impossible. I know that the, yeah. your parents are helping you with some of the behind the scenes stuff. And then there's also running the business too, right? So you still have a say in that. You're still doing that. You're still planning that. Then you're still 
dealing with clients. You're getting people who reach out to you. They want a project built for, from you. So like, it's like, how are you going to, is it becoming too much right now? It's not too much as of yet, but I think if it keeps going up like it is, then it might get too much. It's going to keep on growing. It's just a fact, right? Like yeah. you're going down a path where you're going to start building bigger things and people are going to want, or more complicated things. Then that's going to be more time consuming, right? Yeah. So, but right now you're still, you're just starting high school, right? Yeah, grade nine. Grade nine. So you still got some time, but if you're going to decide whether or not you're going to do post or if you're going to do some sort of training or get down, you know, other avenues. Well, I know I, I enjoy school, so I'm, I think I'm probably going to go to university. Okay. Get a degree in something. Any idea on what? Maybe business. Makes sense. It'd Makes be, a lot of sense. I think it'd be good to get a business degree. Wouldn't hurt. Yeah. I'm just impressed that you're spending, like, your valuable time, right? How many hours of sleep you, you get? A lot. How many hours? I know I'd that I, I know I text you and your dad answered. <laughs> or DM you and your probably, dad answered. I'd say, like, eight hours on the week. On a week You're supposed to be weekend. sleeping eight to ten hours anyway, right? On so a weekend, I get way more sleep than that. You're having, like, woodworking dreams or nightmares? <laughs> <laughs> you're hearing power tools or something like that? <laughs> If you're thinking about projects and you're trying to figure out problems, listen, we all do this. We all go down and we're like trying to figure out something. All of a sudden we just like, it, it's racking our head while we're sleeping too, right? Yeah. And then we wake up and you That's usually when I get some of my ideas. You have a notepad by the bed yet? No. That's a classic one. You should have a notepad <laughs> there. So you have an idea, you wake up, write it down right away because you'll forget it when you get up in the morning. Yeah. So you should do that. Well, you, you should have an iPad, I guess, and do it digitally or something like that. Yeah. No, it's amazing that you're juggling all these things because, first of all, you were never asked to do the social. You were never asked to teach, educate. You were never asked to do a business. You weren't asked to do any of that stuff, but now that's on your plate. Like, if you were to tell me five years ago that today I'd be at, like, 40,000 followers and I'd have, like, a full business, I would, I'd be like, no, you're crazy. Yeah, it's insane. That's impossible. Yeah. But it's possible. I'll tell you that. It's very possible. Split the word. I am impossible. Simple as that. So you brought some toys, you brought some things that you built. You want to talk a little bit about them? Yeah. So this mallet I made probably a few years ago, three years ago. Like if I were to make a mallet today, it'd be way better than this. Like the handle would be tapered and everything. But this is a special mallet because the wood I, I inlaid yeah. is old growth redwood lace burl. It's an extinct species of redwood. Pass it over. I know. It's a big table. But it, that wood is extinct, and it's a very nice wood. What very country does it come from? Um, I think the U.S. Really? Like, I, I know a little bit of history about it. Like, I know, like, back in, like, the 19th century, like, 1800s. It's funny. It's got a bird's eye grain to it, huh? Yeah. It's very burly, cool. But there's stuff. no, like, it's, it's hard to find this? Oh, yeah. Like, it's very hard to find. And then what's the, your maple on the other side? Ambrosia maple, yeah. And yeah, that's right, okay. But the story behind the old growth redwood burls, back in the day, people only wanted, like, wood that was straight grain, no burl, no curl, because they thought it was ugly wood. And what they used, like, those big slabs of that wood yeah. was, like, wood, like, fillers in roads, like, underneath, like, pavement and stuff. And they dug it up recently, and it's worth a lot of money. How do you know all this stuff? Back when I got the wood from a guy named Matt. Okay. Um, he kind of gave me a little bit of history about it. So you took two, you took three layers of three quarter, and then you just uh, glued them together, them, yeah. and then you did the inlay, right? How'd you do the inlay? You did it with a router, or you did on it the router table on the router, right? The and then you just chamfered a handle here. Yep. And then it's just glued. Yep. 
I don't. I think I've used that mallet like only a few times because I don't really want to screw up the. No, you don't. Of course, man. You want to just more of a showpiece. Exactly. What glue are you using these days? Acfix. Ah, you like you're a fan of it? Yeah. It's actually really good. Yeah. I think it's a little better than Portuguese luck, which is PL, right? So it's like when you're doing the heavier construction stuff. But I guess yeah. Um, Okay, so that's that. What's the handle made out of? A walnut. That's walnut. Yeah. Regular walnut. Yeah, that's very impressive. Thor hammer. <laughs> uh, okay, and then what do you got there? This is a shirt for you. That's for me? I'm not sure what size you wear. I just I'm have an XL. If it's oh, small. that's an XL. Okay, perfect. Thanks so much, man. You're welcome. Wear it well. I'll totally wear it. I love swag. Hopefully it fits. Cool. Thanks. And then you recently, I know I saw that, right? So you recently did that. So th- I've been making some watch boxes recently. Like I made one for myself as like a prototype. I don't have any watches yet. One day I'd like to. Who are the watches that were in there on the actual video? Um, my grandfather's. They're impressive pieces. Yeah. yeah. And this one's also from my other grandfather. I just had to fix it up because I kind of screwed up when I was in, like putting the hinges in. Oh, okay. And I, because I didn't really know with like these types of hinges, you didn't have to, I put them all the way in and see how they're sticking out a little Got bit. Got it, yeah. Um, I had to reset them. By but that's woodworking. Putting some other pieces of uh, bird's eye maple in there. But it's good. Oh, Forgot about these ones. Let me show this one to you. This is the first time everybody's like, Oh, look at that, huh? And then there's like all those watch pillows in there. Yeah. So what do you got? You got black walnut in the inside. You got bird's eye, and then you got an inlay here of black walnut. And then the black walnut splines. And the splines. That's impressive, man. Yeah. So you're taking orders for this now? Like, yeah. If somebody wanted one, I'd make one for them. But can I? Oh, you guys! You guys can deal with pricing later on. But I'm just curious. You could tell me later on on pricing. I'm not too sure what I even charge for something like that. Okay. I haven't had anybody like reach out for one of those yet. It's impressive. I like it. And then these. Rob's got some fingers up. What's that? <laughs> what are those? These were like the first project I ever made. These plywood coasters. And you stained them. Yep, they're oak plywood. They're not even square. They're off, not even a perfect square. What'd nothing. you cut it? Hand? Uh, with my Rockwell. Like, my first thing I really bought was like... Rockwell! It was like an upside-down <laughs> jigsaw. with like a fence. Okay, all right. It was. It's kind of odd, but that's Did what Did you get shards of wood coming at you or something? Probably. <laughs> but they're... Just goes to show, like, my first project and my most recent project. How far I've come. So, Evan, so, like, what was... Okay, I know the grandfather, but what was it? You're 10 years old... Like, what was it that just kind of said, uh, almost like a light around a tool or something like that? I don't want to try to make well, it sound. before I was, like, like 10, like, I was kind of working with, like, I was kind of, like, screwing around with, like, motors and batteries and wires and stuff. Like, I'd make these little inventions with, like, motors tinkering. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, tinkering. And then I kind of, I don't know, I don't know how it really came about, but for my 10th birthday, I wanted a drill, a Milwaukee drill from Home Depot. I remember I asked all my friends for Home Depot gift cards, and their parents called my mom to see if like I was like being serious, which I was. Ten years old asking that. And I got my coming. first tool, which was a drill, a Milwaukee drill. So why why a Milwaukee? Not too sure. I thought it was just a cool drill. Just a cool looking drill. Yeah. You saw it already somewhere. Yeah. And then that was it. Then you got it. And then I got drill it. driver and impact. Just a drill. Just a drill. Just a drill. Okay. And that's what kind of got me started. From there, I started building a whole bunch of stuff. I think my first project with that 
was an Izzy Swan-inspired, like, drill-powered car. <laughs> really? Yeah. A drill-powered car. Yeah. It's, like, made of two-by-fours with, like, these lawnmower wheels I got off Amazon with... Did you post that? I don't think it, I... I did post it. Did you post it? Yeah. But it's not on the website. Uh, might be on the website. I, no, I'd just be curious to see it, right? So how long yeah. did that take to build you? That took... Um, took few months i think i don't know it, t- it took longer than that i think i worked on it then i like worked on it during the winter with my grandfather and then i finished originally it wasn't supposed to be powered by a drill it's supposed to be powered by this like scooter motor but i could not for the life of me figure out how to wire it or no not to wire but how like a chain kept slipping okay so i could not figure out how to do that so i just used my drill to power it so the idea is that you're driving it and you're just engaging the drill no i had like a little gas pedal Okay. Like, like kind of like a pulley system that pulled the trigger. Oh, and then pulled the trigger. Well, yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. How fast did it go? Would you clock it at? Not very fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still, you know what? Though you built something and then it was moving. It on was some, moving. That's yeah. what I mean. So it's like it actually. That's pretty impressive that you got that far. Yeah. Cares about how fast you weren't doing laps or something like no. that. No, it was just really about it. It goes. It does go. Is it on there? We're, we're going to try to find it, but that's all good. Let, let me do, I'll do a little bit of history of construction here while we're trying to find this. Um, so what is a carpenter in Canada? Any idea? These aren't, you don't have to answer any of these, okay. but carpenters form the largest single group of skilled workers in Canada. They build, install, maintain, and repair structures made of wood, wood substitutes, and other materials. Uh, what was the very first carpenter? Any idea, Evan? You're a history guy. You seem like you got a little bit of. The first carpenter I'd probably say is maybe like saying in like ancient Greece, maybe. Going further back than that. Some of the oldest archaeological evidence of carpentry are water well casings built case yeah, casings built using splint oak timbers with mortise and tenon and notched corners excavated in eastern Germany dating as far back as seven thousand years ago. Oh. That's how far back the the carpenters go. Uh how old are most carpenters these days? The average. Maybe like forty. Forty one. Close, very close. 41. There are over 266,600 construction carpenters currently employed in the U.S. 3.1% of all the construction carpenters are women, and while 96.9% are men. The average age of an employed construction carpenter is 41. How many carpenters are in America? Any idea? Just take a stab. couple million? There are 339,019 people employed in the carpentry industry wow. in the U.S. as of 2023. There's a lot of people in the U.S. Yeah. Hundreds of I thought it would be a lot higher, but I guess this is just by definition of a carpenter, right? Yeah. Uh, which company ha- or which company, which country has the best carpenters? It's Germany is best in the world because we are unique and educated. <laughs> Nobody can fool the German carpenters. <laughs> I wonder who's sharing that. Uh, what is the highest paid carpenters out there? So you got master carpenter, average salaries from 42 to 64K. Journeyman carpenter is 46 to 63. And carpenter foreman are 45 to 63. And then how much do you think uh, carpenters get paid in Ontario? Uh, $80,000 a year? $72,804 as of May 1st of 2023. The range is anywhere from 62,542 uh, to 85,647. 
So I just want to share a little bit of history there. Did we find, we found or no? No. We didn't find it? <laughs> He's still looking for it? Profasco Brock White Construction Materials and National Concrete Accessories combines the best of each brand's 50-plus year legacy now as one team across Canada. Whether you need professional-grade construction materials, tools, or safety supplies, their team can help you get what you need from the leading trusted brands in the professional business. Their experienced and knowledgeable associates provide technical support, sourcing and quotations, delivery, local pickup, and stocked offerings, plus so much more. So whether you need concrete accessories, masonry products, fasteners, or power tools, the teams at Profasco, Brock White, and NCA can get what you need to complete your project. With over 70 locations across Canada, trust the Whitecap Supply Canada team for your next project. You can reach out to them and find your nearest location at profasco.com, nca.ca, and brockwhite.ca. No problem. No problem. It's all good. So I know that earlier on you mentioned about Rob and Andrew. And who else has been mentoring you in, in the actual carpentry side of things? Um, two main ones, I'd say, was Derek from Bad, North okay. America. Yep. Have you heard of them? Yep. Yep. Great guy. Love him. Um, and Paul from Canadian Woodworks. Okay. Yeah. Two, three. There's also Rob's in there. Three great guys. Are you going to go down the whole, I'm trying to think of, are you going to go down the Red Seal route? Are you going to try to figure out other trades? Are you going to just focus on furniture and cabinet, like woodworking? Do you have any interest in going into any other lines? Well, as of right now, I think I'm more, more interested in like the fine woodworking and furniture making. Yeah. Not like building houses. Are you doing any kind of research, paying attention to like what other people in other countries are pulling off? I mean, you see a lot of Japanese uh, woodworking and things like that, right? So yep. you're paying attention to all that stuff? Yeah, I pay attention to it all. And then all this stereonomous kind of guys and stuff like that, the framing, the work, working, the t mortise and tendon, all that stuff, right? Yeah. You've, wrapped your, you've wrapped your head around it on how to do it? Yeah, for some of them, yeah. Some of them are complicated. I'm still trying to figure it out. It's challenging, man. It is. Because it is. to... to, to it's it's good that they figured it out, but to see something three dimensionally on a piece of paper is challenging, right? Because yeah. that's where your work starts too, as well. No, you it doesn't. No, how does I, it start? I can't draw for the life of me. So how are you? You're having a conversation with a client. That's all. They, you know, they send like some measurements, and I kind of just I think about it, and I go right to Rob's and I buy some wood. I start cutting. And that's it. No drawing, nothing. Probably not the right way to do it, but that's how I do it. You eventually got to start doing some sketching. Yeah. Because they might, they might want to see some sort of mock-ups yeah. to get a better idea. I think the only thing I've really drawn was when I built my boat. And it was like two really rough sketches. How big of a boat? It was six foot something by like three feet wide. I was in it. It was like a full boat. Where's the boat now? I don't know where the boat is now, to be honest with you. I have, you I have the motor now, but. What did you build it out of? Uh, plywood. How'd you shape it? Uh, quarter inch plywood bends. So bends. Yeah. How'd you make the frame to support all of it? Uh, two by twos and plywood. So did you just go back to old boat making skills? Is that what you made? Yeah, I think it's like a cocktail boat. You know Jason Hibbs, bird moth. No. Okay. Well, he built a boat last summer, and as soon as that video came out, I watched it. I was like, I have to build a boat. That is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then I started doing research that night on boat building. And I started building a boat. How long did it take you to build a boat? Probably six to eight months. Well, that's, I kind of took a break over the winter. Yeah, it was like so it was a cool. project on the side. Yeah. And then you, you launched it. 
It did launch and it did, did you, float. Did you name it? Yeah. Uh, my boat, not your boat. <laughs> my boat, not your boat. And I got, I had like a circle that I glued on that was engraved with that name. That's, that's wicked. And then it had a motor and everything. Yeah. It's like a trolling motor, battery powered from Greenworks. Two, I guess a six foot two person boat or one person? One person boat. One person boat, yeah. Yeah. It well, floated. Two, two, two little, like you guys probably yeah. pull it off, but it won't add on. But I would like to build another boat. A bigger boat? Yeah. Like, after building that, I just, I don't, I don't know. I had so much joy when I finished building that. So it took me so long, and I learned so much. I feel like I could, if I would build one again, I'd make it better. How did you wrap your head around the whole, did you do any sketches for that? Yeah, like, two really rough sketches. Okay. Like, really rough. Are you going to play, like, there it is right there. Yeah. You can't, I'm just... So what are you going to build next, Evan? Are you going to build a plane? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Never know. <laughs> Start looking at some of the old uh, Da Vinci sketches and, and build a helicopter and build a plane. And It was all done out of wood. Man. I don't know if my parents would let me do that. Oh, why not? <laughs> it's just off the garage. That's all. That would be totally fine. Just to do a test flight. Just a little test just flight. Just a t- little test flight from the top of the garage to the bottom of the ground and hopefully not through the ground. But you can't click on any of these, right? No, that's all good. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But yeah, there is my boat on the top. On right the top corner. corner there. Yeah, so if you go to the Instagram, you'll totally see the boat there. Yeah. How does it feel to be like a little local celebrity? It's pretty cool. Yeah? Like when I was at WorkbenchCon, like a lot of people recognize me. You getting asked for the autograph already? No. Just, I, think, I don't think autographs are in anymore. I think it's all pictures. Okay. Like if you were to go walk down the street and you saw your favorite actor, you wouldn't be like, oh, can I have an autograph? Everybody's like, oh, let me just take a picture. Take a selfie. Autographs are nice. <laughs> It's for like I used to collect like baseball cards. Yeah. And like I have a few autograph cards. But like I'd much rather actually meet the person than have an autograph. Makes sense. So you do a lot of research, you do a lot of history, you check out that's how you problem solve it when yeah. you, you're tasked with something. Yeah. So you're online all the time. Yeah. And just Google searching, YouTube in Yeah. Nowadays like I, like sometimes I can encounter a problem, I don't even Google, I just kinda just figure it out. Kinda stand there for a minute, I think. Some, sorry? Oh, like when I was building my boat, I, I didn't really think about this when I started, but like when it's kind of almost done, I was started. To, I was kind of getting nervous it wouldn't start, like it wouldn't float. So I started calculating, Googling all the, like how to calculate buoyancy, um, displacement values. Listen, if Rose can float and Jack can die, it's totally fine. You'll, your boat will float, all right? It ended up floating, <laughs> but I did do all those calculations. I figured out that the boat could hold like 175 pounds. It's funny how you do that in construction where you start calculating the weight of water. You start calculating all these kind of things that you never thought in your life that you would be calculating. Mm-hmm. And then now here you are calculating that. That's what I thought when I was building my boat. I was like, oh, it'll be simple. Nothing. No calculations. No, you can't, no look math. At it. you can't look at it that way. But I encountered a lot of math in there. You're going to be getting into, like, when you start building a table, you're going to start talking about uh, structural and, uh, like, cantilever and strength and because you're going to want to obviously build a base that's a lot smaller than the top yeah and then you'll have the overhang and things like that you'll have to figure out how to do that and i guess you'll have to start working with a little bit of steel as well too at some point maybe so you get like are you going to get itching to to get into welding and things like that maybe eventually as of right now more like just into woodworking i'm liking a lot of the stuff i know that i see a lot of woodworking and i see a lot of the guys 
they throw in the brass inlays and things like that and they're yeah. pretty slick right the way yeah, it kind of cool. works it, it, when it's done perfectly and it just blends right into the wood so i like that marry of wood and metal together in a piece right yeah so it's eventually gonna get there eventually so you gotta start understanding metals Certain metals don't work with each other. You got to start understanding all yeah. kinds and how soft certain metals are. How like hard. I learned a little bit about metals and science. Yeah, but it gives a good to know. But I'll have to like when I start working with metal eventually, I'll have to keep those like consider all those facts about the metals. And then, what are you sealing it? You, what kind of you're using Odie's? Um, I use a bunch of different things. Like recently, I've been using bumble shoots. I met them at WorkbenchCon. I've never even heard of them. It's like, it smells like Odie's oil. Okay. It's, it's good. I like it. Same idea? Do they have a different, what is it, just slightly different or something? Um, Like, they have, like, a bunch of different products. But I've been using, like, the, the um, what's it called? Um, oh, the conditioning oil. And then, like, with the wax on top. And it works pretty well. Which one's that? Bumble shoes. They're, okay, they're, they're, they're conditioning oil. Yeah. Why does it work much better for you? I just like it. Like, I like to try different things. You ever built something and royally messed up and had to start all over again? Yeah, I have. So how, did that, how did that feel? Um, like, I felt defeated because I spent all this time making something. I had to redo it. So I actually have a story about this. Okay. So when I was building the sign for Giants of Africa, I did it um, in, the, in the winter. Okay. December-ish. Yeah. So I was building a sign for their annual gala, and I was building it, like, nice sign, um, trim, everything, like, logo, stained, everything, and I was making it, I was, pre- I was pretty much done, like, I was done, and I ended up, like, putting paper down so I could know where to glue each letter for the logo. Makes sense. And some of the paper got stuck on. And I could not, I tried, like, scraping it away very lightly, but I ended up taking a gouge out of the wood. And I know this was going to be sold, like, auctioned off for money, so I had to redo it. I salvaged, like, some of the letters, but some of, had to, some of them I had to redo. You just had to start from scratch all over again and not use paper. Yeah. Like, I, I have the failed one in my, in my workshop. As a reminder? No, I, I don't know if it's a reminder. I don't really look at it that much, but it's there. <laughs> But it's good that you acknowledged it, right? Yeah. It, first of all, you did what most of us would do. would try to salvage it. Yeah. But if you can't salvage it, it gets to, to the point where it's like, okay, you can't. It's can. more work. Sometimes it's more work to exactly. salvage it than to actually remake it. And then doing it the second time is actually goes a lot faster. Yeah. Because I knew, I knew what you I was doing. You already know where to go. A, yeah. B, C. You're all of a sudden there, there, right? Yeah. So how did it feel to actually make the second piece? And When I was finished the second piece, I felt good. Because I know like this was, this one was perfect. Yeah. It's probably going to turn out better than the first one that you were working on. Yeah. So the defeat was gone. Mm-hmm. That's all. I still kind of like bummed out that I would remake it again, but I'm happy that I remade it. Again. I know, but you're making like cutting boards and other kind of presentation boards, and you're making so many of them, so you're making them more than once, right? So each one gets better and better. Yeah, that's what I mean, right? Yeah. Like, like look at the stuff that you're making there, which is insane. The table. You're messing around with epoxy as well, huh? Yeah, I do a lot of epoxy work. Do you like it? I do like it. Did you ever have one leak? Oh, I have them leak all the time. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> leaks. That's how it works. But that table I made with Paul from Canadian Woodworks. Okay. I made the base and I made the top. And, oh, wow. there's the sign that I had to redo. There you go. 
like before, like I think it was by the basketball, like I, some of the paper got stuck. But now he is perfect. It just it just worked out. Lesson learned. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. December sixth. That's kind of right. And then the blue jay. You got a blue jay here. Yep. Would you make that out of pine? No. Pine. That's pine, pine. and plywood. Pine and plywood. Yep. Okay. Stained. So these are just pieces that you do, and then you kind of auction them off, or you ship them, yeah? Or, like, one one price, one buyer, and all the money just goes to kids. Because I can't really do, like, a raffle, like, like legally, because you need, like, permits and stuff. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know anything about that. Okay, so what's with the table here? Uh, this one I made with Zach from Zach Builds and Derek. They, he sponsored the build from Bad. Okay. So Bad sponsored that build, and me and Zach um, made the, t- the three tables. What's uh, the larger picture? What's the wood there? Um, that's walnut. That's all walnut. Them, all of them are walnut. What did you do? like? I'm. Um, is there like a three D kind of topical grain to it? Did you guys kind of gouge it on the top, or is no? That's all like curls in the wood. That's all it is. Yep. Oh, I've never seen it look like that. I mean, on the ones on the right, there, yeah, they they look like walnut, no problem. Yeah. I but like the black epoxy. Piece. It's beautiful, and the legs are just painted black. Uh, I bought those legs off Amazon. Oh really? Pre-fabricated, pre-powder coated. Powder coated, and that's it. You can't go wrong. Oh no, I think uh, I think I I think I got the hairpin legs from Rob. I think I got the other ones from Amazon. Yeah, Rob's getting into a bunch of the legs now, yeah. right? So he totally gets it. It's just nice to walk into his shop and that smell, huh? Very nice smell. But that was a f- very 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 fun build. What were your thoughts on the epoxy when you were first handling it? Um. Like, back when I like, started epoxic, yeah. it was difficult because there was, like, a big learning process in it, involved with it. Now I'm pretty comfortable doing it. Stay, stay a little closer to the mic. Good? Yeah, that's better. That's much better. Yeah, no, I just want to make sure everyone's hearing what you're going on. I know just because everybody gets into the epoxies, right? You're getting a lot of clients asking for it? Yep. A lot of people like the epoxy. And what colors are they? I mean, I'm a fan of the black because I think it just looks kind of The rich. most popular color that people always want is, like, shades of blue. Usually like a light blue. Like, well, like teals and greens, and or they just want green blue? Green is actually pretty popular. Yeah. I've done a few green pieces, but the most popular is blue. People really like the blue, especially the walnut. Walnut's also very popular. Now, these are cutting boards. Or, no, these are serving boards. Um, That's a charcuterie board. That's a serving board. Those are coasters. Yeah. And you got coasters as well. Yeah. Like, you can't cut on the epoxy because then you're going to, like, it's pretty much plastic. Yeah, that's why, right? So even plastic cutting boards should never even be on the market, but they are. That's a whole political show that we don't want to get into right now. But Like, just cut on wood, people. That's how they've been doing it for centuries, right? It makes a lot of sense. Also looks nicer. It looks a lot nicer, man. There's a lot of blue. A lot, a lot of blue. So it's kind of funny. when When I was in high school and I was, like, in shop my first project was just a, a chessboard a checkerboard that's what we did and, and I, grain or face grain it was face grain and i was just like going i was impressed with just taking two different colors of wood and just cutting it one way and then cutting it another way and then gluing it together and all of a sudden how did that happen that to me was magic but i mean you're taking this to the whole other level man mm-hmm. it's cool stuff a lot of epoxy so your projects from now on are just going to get bigger yeah, that's all. You, so. That's what you're gonna focus on. I'm slowly, slowly scaling up. You're gonna have to change the height of your table, no? As you grow, I'm sure he's gonna have a, a spurt soon, right? <laughs> it's gonna be a spurt, and all of a sudden you're gonna be like, you're gonna have to. You'll walk into the shop one day, and you'll have to change the height of all everything. I'm due for a new workbench. Okay, I've had this one for like three years. So you I gotta build it. it. 
I want to build like a nice one, like laminated, nice thick top, like more of like a hand tool bench. How big? Similar to the one I have now. I think it's two feet by four feet. Okay. That's a good size. Right now I have like a piece of plywood on top that makes the surface bigger. Like it's like three feet by four feet now because I need all the workspace I can get. Are you like engraving your logo on all your tools to make sure nobody teeps it? No. You're not doing that? No. I don't think I, don't think I have any stickers on my... Not stickers. Oh, I, stickers are easy to take off. You got to engrave it, right? So everyone knows. I like doing that because I like seeing trades with my batteries or something, and I see the my engraving on it. Mm-hmm. They're like, how'd you get? How'd you end up with that? <laughs> like in my shop, like nobody's taking my tools. No, it's your shop. You just walk right yeah. in. But you never know. Someone might come in, want to help with you, and all of a sudden, by accident, just take something, and they're like, oh wait a minute, that belongs to Evan. Yeah. Then I got to bring her back, right? Like, like there's some. What's, what's the redwood? Uh, Paduk. It's wow. an African hardwood. Very dense. How do you know all these woods? I've used them. I have some. I have them. I don't know. So you ever walk into like one of the, the more exotic looking places and just go through and take a look at certain woods and just kind of understand where they came from? Well, I usually get some, some, usually, sometimes I get my hardwood, like my exotic wood from Rob. So he's bringing in a bunch. Yeah. You guys, have you guys been into exotic woods? In Burlington? No. Should have a little. They make guitars there as well, too. Eh? I should probably go there. Like, you could just walk around all the aisles, and you'll see all the different kinds of wood species that they have and the pieces that you can buy, and they have it all chalked number. But they also have a whole division there that makes guitars, right? Yeah. Which is pretty Guitar cool. making, you need, like, very, like, perfect wood, like, no imperfections or anything. Or else it'll, like, I don't know much, but, like, I know it'll, like, screw with, the, like, the sound of the actual guitar. It will. It will. You gonna you gonna try to dabble into that? That's, Maybe one day. That's like a challenge. That's right? like a big hand tool project. One day, maybe. A lot of like a lot of things. I always say one day. I'm probably never gonna get to most of these things. One day. Listen, you got you got people in this business that are like 50 years older than you still saying one day. <laughs> it's like, I know like I'm pretty young, but um, we had a, a maple tree cut down our backyard like a long time. Years ago, how big longer. was it? How mature? It was like it was a big tree. Oh wow! And I got these two like thick cookies, and my mom wanted uh, like an end table, and I've been saying, "Yeah, I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it for three years now." <laughs> I haven't made it. No, <laughs> you got to get to it. I'm working on it. I'm Start scheduling it. it. The wood's drying. The wood's drying. That's what you're. <laughs> you're using that one. The wood's drying. The wood's drying. It takes time. How long does it take wood to dry? I usually uh, an inch, like one inch a year. So if it's four inches, four years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Does it stop? Uh, like, no, I think it doesn't really get, it will never get to zero. No. Because like the conditions, like there's always some moisture in the air. Yeah. But like, it's good to work with when it's like nine to 12%. And that's when the wood's best to work with. So you're also like studying this stuff. Like I think as I as I do more woodworking, it just like it comes naturally. I'm not like studying like oh one day I'm gonna go study all the different types of wood. Like as I woodwork and I use different things, I learn as I go. What's the most porous wood out there? Probably oak. Oak is the most porous there's, wood. Yeah, like there's a lot of like an open grain in there. Very open grain. Like this is like oak plywood. It's not like a good example, but yeah, you could see there's. It's very grainy. That's why you shouldn't use oak for cutting boards. Because food just, will get stuck in the It would boards. just get open up and crack, and that's all garbage, that right? Too. Yeah. yeah. 
So. Well, I was trying to get to like a porous wood, like a sponge, like you're a sponge. No. You're just absorbing all this stuff. That's what yeah. I, I just didn't think that oak would have been the most porous wood out there. It's a very porous wood. Pine? Isn't pine really? Um, Pine doesn't have as closed as open of a grain. That's what it is, right? Yeah. So when the wood, I guess, it starts interacting with moisture, that's when you kind of see it react to it, right? Yeah. Versus other harder woods, you start getting into Africans, mahoganies, or all kinds of denser woods. You don't have that kind of porous, right? Like if you look in the bird's eye maple. Yeah. It's, it's like there's almost like no open pores on the wood. But if you look at the walnut, there's like some pores in the wood. They're more visible. So the face of this, is it the same board? It's kind of funny how it's it's slightly there's so much you know this this pattern grain versus this pattern grain, but I know because I saw the video that you actually just sliced it on the bandsaw. Uh, I used a handsaw. You used a handsaw. It's too big for my bandsaw. Even on the short side. Yeah. Wow. I have a small bandsaw. Could have went to Rob's. Could have. I know, but you don't want to always be going. Sometimes, like you know, it's better just like spend the extra hour. A handsaw. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. And then I ran it through, ran through my drum sander to yeah, get them to even. Just clean it up a little yeah. bit. Wow. It's impressive, man. Thank you. So what else do you want to share? <laughs> well, there's everything, I, pretty much everything I build is on my website. So. How's business? Business is good? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Slow, it's like slow recently, but I've, I'm always busy with something. And everybody's... Sorry? For an adult, he's doing really well. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you've got a smart you got you got a smart idea that's going on here, man. And plus you love doing this stuff. I love it, yeah. You ever think you'll lose the love? No. Uh, five years already. I don't think anything's changing. I know, but I'm sure you've met other woodworkers in the business and they may have lost a love or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could happen. Never know. You might you Hopefully might, not, but no, but it does it'll always stay there. But I think that it, you, you seem like the kind of guy that will look at another option, another idea, another, like you'll mess around with other materials. I could totally see you doing that, right? Yeah. So you'll be like picking up raw material of something else. You'd be like, I could build something out of this. It's just basically your creative ideas and the material that you're using. Yep. And that's how you pull it off. Right now you're focusing on wood, but you're also focusing on epoxy. Yeah. I'm telling you, metal's like right around the corner. I think that's metal and ga- glass. You're going to start messing around with glass. Start, you know the history of glass, right? Like you start getting into the older style glass, all like the bubble glass. I don't know a lot about glass. Look into it, man. Okay. Because it's just like the way that the uh, there's there's certain bars that they try to rebuild that. They try to put that glass in there, that distorted glass. And I, it, I, I always liked the way it was paired with wood when it's connected to it, right? So if you actually did inlays for tables or something, then you're using that old school glass. It looks pretty impressed, right? I'll check it out. You know, the other thing that you should try to do is actually, I just came across this picture when I was a, a little younger, just getting started in the business, um, probably about 15 years ago, I, I made a Lego table. Yep. So I made a table because my brother's uh, son, he was asking for it and he was like, can you build me a Lego table? And I was like, okay, so I don't even know what the hell that is, but what is it? So then he showed me what was being sold in the store and I was like, well, that's garbage. So it was just a table with a big sack on the bottom and you put all your Lego pieces on this on, inside the sack. So then I went and I looked at it and I was like, well, every time you want to get a piece, you got to go underneath the table and grab a piece. It's not very practical. It's not practical. So I came up with a square table where I built the trough around the whole perimeter. 
So I put the Lego tiles on the, the main part of it. I made it actually, I think, three by six or something like that, glued them all down. And then I just built the trough around the whole thing and I put all the pieces in the trough. And then That's you just, smart. You just grab from it. And so people started asking me, can you, like, what would you sell this for? I built a one-off. I actually built two. And that was it. I wasn't interested in building any more of those. But it turned out pretty slick. And then he was using it for a long time. I don't even know where it is right now, but Lego should do that. Maybe. They should. Or you should get into that. That's just an idea. Maybe. I'm telling you, kids still play with Legos. They do. I used to play with Lego. Everybody, I think. A lot of Lego. I think everybody plays with Lego. I used to make these like Lego candy machines that like put it like a quarter and it gave you like a tic tac or whatever. Really? Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, I was like big into Lego, like really big into Lego. Where's this Lego stuff now? It's in the basement. It's in the basement. Huh? I, don't, I don't play with it now, but throw I some Lego inside the uh, the the epoxy. Uh, I cast it in there. People put a lot of things in epoxy. I probably yeah, I know, I do that. that. I saw a really cool one recently. I saw a boardroom table with a whole construction setup, yep. like cranes and dump trucks and people. And, That's cool. And people were building like a, um, a waterway. I thought that was very cool. I noticed the table. Like, are these all movie tickets that you've been to? Yeah. Rob actually built this table. That's pretty cool. He built the frame. That's awesome. He put it together, and then he did the engraving on the corners there of the Construction Life logo. And then I just said, listen, man, I don't want black walnut. Uh, give me something cheaper. <laughs> so he gave me this ash. Nice. And then he oiled it. It turned out great. And then funny enough is I got the legs as well from Amazon. They're just, I got two pairs. Oh, yeah? That's all it was, right? And then uh, I just made the holes to put the stands in there, and that was it. Done. He dominoed it together for me, and it was great. It worked out. Yeah, great. I like I like the all the tickets in there. Like yeah, just, cool. that was the original idea from and then just getting a glass in here and just dropping it in place. And then that's it. So It's cool. Yeah, I think we already showed all the pictures oh. for that. Which one? Like all the give back projects, yeah, like those tables. Like no, we didn't really talk about that. How much charity work are you doing? I know you're tied with sick kids, right? So I do a lot of charity work. Yeah. Like I give back a portion of each of my sales to sick kids. Wow. And I do a lot of give back projects where like all the process, like all the proceeds go to sick kids. Like those tables, like on the pictures. Yeah. But when I started, like my parents were like, um, like you love woodworking, why don't you also do some give back along with it? And I pick sick kids to give back to because I'm a kid. Yeah, I want to help other kids. Of course. So it all now it's all part of the business. It's pretty good. Yeah. How's how sick kids feel about it? They must love it. Yeah, I, I have a lot of good connections there. Um, I want to know what else you've learned. I want to know what else that you picked up. And, and are you are you being a teacher too? Are you educating other kids out there? Well, not even lot, not even kids, adults too. Yeah, I believe that. Like sometimes I just get like DMs, like, oh, like I like your input on this. I'm building this, and what do you th what would you do if you were building this? So, are you surprised by that? Yeah, you can't be because like I'm a kid. Like, doesn't matter. You have a love for what you're doing. You could be a kid. You could be an old person. It doesn't matter. It's still the same. Yeah. In my eyes, cool. it's still the same, right? It's pretty cool when people... You're still it. learning. Yeah. And you also probably want to pick their brain as well, too. And then that's that's the conversation. So they're reaching out to you <laughs> asking a question, but then you're going to ask them a question back. And all of a sudden, you guys will problem solve. That's the beauty of this industry. Yep. You, you collectively problem solve. As much as you, you're probably like a lone workshop guy or whatever, but no, you probably still want people around you to kind of give you some input to figure out what other better ways to do things, right? Yeah. 
that's part of the that's part of woodworking, isn't it? Most woodworking is problem solving. Yeah. Like or problem making and then problem solving. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I I ran into a lot of problems building a lot of things, but I always figure it out one way or another. Are you being conscious of health? Yeah. Because there's I a lot of sawdust. There's a I lo- take safety first. Okay. Like it's always number one. So how conscious are you? Like, what are you doing when you're building things? You got the hearing protection going on. You I got, got the mask, the glasses, the ma- everything. headphones, everything. Everything, right? Yeah. What are you listening to? I, just those headphones. Oh, just the, just the sound. <laughs> okay. Because now they're launching all the Bluetooth headphones yeah. now, right? And I'm like, mm, is that a good idea? You guys want me to zone out where you're listening to something else, but then you're not but paying I'm using attention. this dangerous I tool. know, this power tool, right? And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that the lake just got cut off. <laughs> I didn't hear it, but I feel it. <laughs> no, it's, it's good to hear that you're 15 and, and you're so conscious of this, right? Because yeah. you are. You're using some pretty harsh machinery, right? Yeah. A lot of big machines. Oh, like when I started my workshop, like, and I had like a few tools, like my parents would supervise me when I was cutting or drilling. I don't doubt it. Or doing whatever to make sure I'm, I was safe. Were they like side eye supervising you? No, they were like, like when I said, oh, I need to, mom, I need to go cut this. And she's like, okay, give me a second. I'm coming down. And then she would supervise me while I cut that piece. It's kind of smart. I mean, 10 years old, man. I'd be a little nervous if I had a 10 year old and I'm like, yeah, sure. Power up the 15 amp saw (laughs) and get it going and wear as loose clothing as possible. (laughs) No, I'd be a little conscious. Like I'd be like, no, no, hang on. I'm here. And I'm going to put noodles everywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'd totally be protecting everything. Right. Like now, like I've earned their trust. I'm safe in the workshop. But you guys still go down, though, right? Just in case. <laughs> yeah. Plus, there's always the little um, the woodworking surprises. You know, sometimes that a wood just wants to do something, and a machine just wants to do something, and you're like, oh, that's a nice little surprise. Or like when I'm cutting someone on the bandsaw, and the whole bandsaw blade pops off the way. Ah! That's a nice surprise. Yeah. I know. It's kind of bad, right? Yeah. Yeah, but you have a scroll saw? No, I do. You I have do. A scroll I have a scroll. I don't a use table it. scroll saw. And yeah, it goes on my bench. Okay. All right. I don't use it very often. You I know, think I've only used it like once. That's what routers are for, man. Yeah. Use that instead, man. I prefer the bandsaw. Like that sign I was showing you, the Giants of Africa one. Yeah. I cut all those pieces on the bandsaw because I'm better on the bandsaw than the scroll saw. Wow. It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Are you saving all your offcuts, thinking that it might be applicable for another project? Oh yeah. You're constantly saving it, right? I have, like, I throw out some, like, little things. Little tiny things. Like, I have a lot of cutoffs that are probably never going to end up using. What's, what's, why is that? Because <laughs> it takes up room. Like, oh, because like, it just Like, when I'm cutting these boards, I know, you're those gonna... boards were wider, and there's, like, an off like this. I'm like, oh, I'll put in a cutting board. I've made a cutting board months. Don't worry. <laughs> He'll learn eventually that, hey, that's all kindling. You know what I mean? You have a little yeah. bonfire. That's all it is. But I have a lot of scrap wood. I don't doubt it. It's good, but sometimes when I'm making, like, a little jig or something, I have the perfect And you use piece. that. Or you want to do a little inlay and you got yep. something exotic that you got rid of. You're definitely the exotic. You don't want to be throwing out oh, anything yeah. like that. Just like the jig you made the other day. Yeah, but that was like really scrap wood. Just yeah. Like a one by four. That was a great jig. It was a good jig. My spline jig I made. You made a spline. Really? For the router table, yeah. So I could do those. What kind of router you got? Uh, router table or router? Router. Um, in my router table, I have like a rigid one. And then I use a Ryobi cordless palm router. Quarter or half? It's quarter. quarter. But my router table is half. It's half, right? But it has a quarter inch, like, call it. That goes yeah, so you can Most of my it. bits are quarter inch from my old router table. What bits do you like using? Freud's or are you like using? 
a man is. I did, whatever Home Depot sells. Whatever it has, right? Yeah. I love that you're not particular about anything. Yeah. No. I'll get the beca- job done. Because you know that everybody on social media is very particular very, about yeah. everything, right? I only live and die by the color, like that kind of mentality, right? Uh, I use a whole bunch of tools. It's the work, man. Yeah, it's more. It's I, I, I think the skill, and the skill doesn't have a color. That's yeah. all I say, right? So let me do a little bit of OBC talk here, Ontario Building Code. Not really applicable to you, but kind of applicable to you. Uh, termite and decay protection. Uh, clearance between structural wood elements and the finished ground level directly below uh, them shall not be less than, what do you think? How far should wood be away from the ground? Structural wood be away from the ground. This is in millimeters, though. Like 36 millimeters. 450 millimeters. <laughs> Except as provided in sentence number two, all sides <laughs> of the supporting elements shall be visible <laughs> to permanent inspection. I don't even know. What is it again? How many millimeters? 100 millimeters is what? 100 millimeters. All I know is half an inch is 12 millimeters and an inch is 24 millimeters. So that's a big chunk of change there. 450 millimeters. That's a lot of inches. If you build an imperial, you build in metric. You I build in inches. Yeah, imperial. Uh, it's so much easier. Like I'm not going to go measure something. Like, oh, I think so. 10,000 millimeters. Structural wood elements supported by elements in contact with the ground or exposed over bare soil shall be pressure treated with chemical that is toxic to termites. Do I say like true or false? No, no, it is. Oh. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, people that actually know, are supposed to know this, don't even know this. Okay. So we always just pull it up. That's why I kind of pulled this up from that website tracks, which I totally like, right? I prefer it that way. No, I just wanted to share a little bit of that. So uh website is www.evansworkshop.ca and the email is evansworkshop uh, at icloud.com and then on instagram it's evans underscore workshop what else do you want to maybe my hand tool collection like i'm really big into hand tools as well okay like i have a really big power tool collection i also have a really big hand tool collection i use my like when i'm building that box it's a good hand tool project do you prefer hand tool building versus power tool building? Depends on what I'm doing. Like if I'm building something for a customer, I'm not going to spend all day sanding with a piece of sandpaper or I'm going to cut with a handsaw. I, like, depends on what I'm building. If I'm building something for me, I'll do a bit, like a bit of both. What are, you, what are your planers like? Do you like planers? My hand blades? Yeah. Yeah, I have a whole bunch. A lot of them. They're good. You ever get a piece of paper? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You always... Maintenance. Most of the time, it's like, in order to get a piece of paper, you got to spend a lot of time sharpening. Yeah. Like, I have a Japanese water stone, and I spend a lot of time sharpening. I haven't sharpened anything in a while, but I... But you're understanding the maintenance side of woodworking, right? Yeah. Because you're only going to be as good as your maintenance. Mm -hmm. Most of hand-tool woodworking is sharpening. Most of it. How are your chisels? Sharp. (laughs) You ever ding one? You ever drop one by accident? Oh, yeah. Of course, right? You've done everything that we all have done, right? Yeah. We've all gone through it. So that hurts. It does. It's like a pain that just can't describe. It is what it is. <laughs> I have, yeah. I've restored three. three yeah, three hand plates. One was like an 80-year-old number four. How rusty, hard. Uh, wasn't that bad. Okay. Like it was rusty. It needed a lot of work. But in the end, it looked brand new. Same with all the other ones. I went to an antique tool show, and I bought two planes. I bought a number three, and I bought a 140, which is a skew block plane. Are you loving the shows? Because you're kind of in the element at that point, right? Oh, yeah. I also like ones like woodworking shows. I haven't been to one in a while because of COVID. Like, there was yeah, no uh, yeah. show, but hopefully I want to get back to those. 
what do you like? You're going in there and you're seeing things that you probably have only seen images or even you're discovering things that you've never yeah. even seen. Yeah. And just meeting also people. Yeah. Very cool. Like that's what like Workbench Con. Like Workbench Con's not really like a tool show. It's like people. Like meeting people. Networking. And it was really fun. As I said, I got to meet everybody like in person I've been interacting with online. It's going to be funny. I was just, and probably, Rob, you're probably thinking about, like, in five years, you're going to be a totally different person. You know that, eh? Physically and mentally. <laughs> I'm telling you, the sprout's coming, man. You're probably going to be, like, six foot something, and, and you're going to be walking around talking to people that you met at shows, and they're going to be like, hey, I'm Evan. No, you're not. Who are you? Like, they, they won't recognize you, right? So you've yeah. got to keep updated on social media to make sure. Well, I keep updated. All your I post a lot. Yeah. A lot of reels. So the hand tool collection is good. The maintenance is good. Power tools is good. You're starting. You're gonna. You're gonna start getting into bigger machinery because you're gonna start doing some bigger projects. Yeah. Like my next, probably, like next tool I want. The next two I'd want. I want a saw stop. Like I'm not gonna get a table saw unless it's a saw stop. Yeah, especially makes like sense. being young. I want all my fingers. Of course. I saw uh, my whole life ahead of me. Yeah. Made all my fingers. And the other tool would probably be like a CNC. I feel like the possibilities are endless on there. Did you see the remote operated CNC? It's just, it looks like a little droid and it just goes right on the piece of ply on the floor. Oh, like the shaper? No, it's not. It's different. This is different. Um, I know you're talking about the shaper, but the thing is, this one is, I can't remember the name of it, but I was impressed. I just saw the video and he just drops it in place and then it has uh, four corners that you plant and that's it. It actually starts to discover mm. the geography of the layout, and then it starts to CNC right then and there. So, cool. so you can just drop it right on the piece of wood instead of having to put the piece of wood, and the machinery goes on it, right? Because you are limited sometimes, right? Yeah. On the size, this thing can actually do a whole sheet if it wanted, or even bigger. That's cool. Because it just has these cables that takes the corner points, the marking points, and then you start CNCing from there. Soft stop. It makes a lot of sense. I would really love for them to actually make a miter saw that's a soft stop, but I guess mm -hmm. it can't really do that. I just got a new miter saw. Which brand? I got it, like, the new Ryobi cordless one. It was gifted to me. Yeah? But I, I used it once. How's the, how's the battery? I, mean, I haven't. I only made, like, two cuts of it. But so you don't really tell? No. One battery, two yet. batteries? Uh, it came with one battery. Does it come with a separate um, plug? So you can actually still plug it in if, it's, if you're not using No, it doesn't, right? Just cordless. DeWalt's the only one that does that. I was actually at an event recently, and I was asking the question, why isn't every cordless offering that? But, like, I feel like I don't use my miter saw enough. Like my old one, I was plugged in, and I honestly, it's kind of a pain to plug it in because I had to get the extension cord out, and I had to plug it in. Uh, I just get an electrician there and add more plugs. That's I probably do need more plugs. I have two outlets in my entire garage. I know, but it's just... And one of them is for the lights. you got to run the power right back to the panel because you're not just going to daisy chain the plugs, right? So yeah. if you get all the tools going, there goes breaker, right? Like I only, I plug in one tool at a time. It's a pain, but... Are you ready, Evan, to like start having assistants? Because you're going to need more people. Well, when that probably happens, I'll probably be in a bigger shop, yeah. not in the garage. But you're ready to be that person who's going to be delegating. I guess, yeah. It's a different shift, right? Like You're kind of in your zone. You're in your workshop. You're doing your work. You, you're kind of, now you have somebody else coming in and offering up suggestions or wanting to help or wanting to learn. And it, it might get away at you. Like you might start thinking, I don't like this. I want to get back in the zone. Yeah. That could happen as you get bigger. I've seen guys like build shops and they got grew and they grew and they grew and all of a sudden they added more and more employees and then it just became this whole huge outfit, right? It's good, it's bad. Depends on what it is, but that's yeah. where the business side of the things are. So mm -hmm. you got a lot to prefer. I'm sure you're like, so other than the grandfather, you don't do any, you don't get into this world. What do you do? I like watching 
<laughs> he does like to watch me in the garage. Because he's amazed. I'd be watching too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for a few hours and just watch. <laughs> and then he picked up a hammer and a couple nails and a screwdriver, and that's how he started. Yeah, I'm very relaxed that way. Like, I don't really stress that much. You ever like, talk to your friends and just go, how come you guys don't have a love for something? Because it's like they don't have a love for anything. Yeah, well, a lot of kids don't really know what they want to do. They don't really care right now. Like, I don't really know what I'm going to do when I'm older. It could be this, could not be this. I don't know. Yeah, but you're prepared to realize, like, that this is it, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not, not this is it, that this is going to be a good life. Like, this is a career option for the next 10, 20 years if you choose it. Yeah. Right? And I'm just trying to figure out, I mean, most kids at your age, they're not thinking that part. No. Because they haven't been connected to it the way you've been connected to it. Yeah. There's something that you did or something that happened that you got connected to it and they just, they just need to find it for themselves. Sometimes it takes yeah, a while. It takes a while, yeah. Yeah, it could be in their teenage years, it could be in their 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever it is, right? Listen, I... Colonel Sanders didn't start until he was in his 60s, right? Huh? So there's no KFC until he was in his 60s. Hmm. I don't eat that crap, but that's just... Like his personality is... Yeah. Not, yeah. Right? Like he's got the He's got the mindset. He's that got, yeah. he can sit with something and build something and it doesn't have to be completed in a day. And, you know, he's thoughtful. He's methodical. He's patient chill and so it's he really does come by it naturally does it frustrate you evan like when you're trying to problem solve right and you're trying to understand something and it just you can't get to it until you maybe have a good night's rest or you kind of walk away from it and then clear your head it happens a lot like once i get frustrated like just walk away from it i close the garage i sleep on it and it's usually fine yeah, which one was it? You just gave up for the night. You just said, I'm done. But that was probably the best thing to do. Yeah. What Either project? It was one of the boxes. It was probably one of the boxes, yeah. Oh, thought. it was when I was building the top. So originally for those two boxes, they were going to have a redwood uh, burl and epoxy top. Okay. Right? And I got them sanded down to the half inch, which took forever. And I brought them home because I got them sanded at Rob's. Okay. And they were totally warped because they were so thin. Okay, so they just started taking, all right. They were like a cup. Yeah. And I could not, I was like, what? Like, I spent all that time making it. I used a liter and a half of epoxy on this too, and I spent all that time milling up the wood. And that redwood, that redwood burl is not soft wood. Like, I burned through so many rolls of sandpaper, which is not cheap. And I just got frustrated with it. But then I, you walked away from it. I did walk away from it. I like the, I think it matches better with like the splines and the inside. Yeah. It totally does. It totally does. But that's good that you're understanding that you, you have limitations and then you sometimes need to clear the canvas and get out and then come back. Yeah, it's also like when I'm frustrated, like that's when injuries happen if you keep working. Like you get frustrated, you're not doing something right. Yep. So it's better just to take the rest. So what would you tell any kid that wants to get into woodworking? Uh, it looks challenging and like scary, especially because like it's not very accessible. Like all like you see everybody online with these huge shops decked out with tools you don't need all no. that that's what i'm saying like it doesn't it looks very non-accessible yeah of people starting out but i'd say start like start you know with a few little tools work your way up um ask questions be safe and you should be okay 
It takes time. It takes time. It does not happen overnight. And then don't forget the money side of the business. Yeah. I mean, as much as it's a passion, you're starting it. I'm sure it was all passion, passion. You love doing it. And all of a sudden you're yeah. turning out all these things. But eventually you, you realize hey, there's money attached to this. I can make a career out of this, right? There is a career attached to this. Yeah. So then don't forget that part of it too as well. And then don't ever forget your worth. Because as you're learning, as you're building new things, then obviously your value mm-hmm. is increasing. Yeah. What's the saying? Very good at something, or what was it? When uh, when you love what you do, you never work a no. You never work a day in your life. No. Yeah. No. Not yeah. that one. No. Find something that you love. Yeah. I'm really good at it. Yeah. And oh, make a lot of money during yeah. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> you know, I think I think the majority of people that get into construction, they have that mindset, right? Yeah. But then we get involved in the politics and all the other crap that's involved in the industry. But that's in any industry, right? But if you stay focused in your lane and just stay focused on what you want to build, just keep on building it. You can make a living out of it, make a really good living out of it. Yep. Keep on doing it. And then eventually you become a teacher, you'll share it, and just grow from there. Yep. Good kid. Any siblings? I do. I have a younger sister. Okay. She has any interest? Yeah, she does gymnastics, competitive gymnastics. Okay. She's really good at it. But nothing in woodworking? No. But she'll be asking you to build stuff for her. No. Wait, no. she does competitive gymnastics? Yeah. That means you, what is it, up? Uh, the rails, or what are they called? She does bars, floor, beam, and vault. Yeah, but and which is the one that's um, wood? There's a wood one. The vault. The vault, that's it. Yeah, okay. You'll be building one of those soon. Yeah. Or the way we used to call it back in our day, a horse. Yeah, horse. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah, the horse. Yeah, that's how I was like, what's it called? What's it called? Yeah. yeah, you'll be building one of those soon, man. Yeah. Which is fine. My sister, like, sometimes I build her little things, but she's like, oh, she gave it off Amazon. Doesn't that, like, stab you in the heart? Like, no, it was this one last thing I have to build. That's, I'm never going to get to it anyways. <laughs> the wood's still drying. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon's wood is all dry. Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny, man. <laughs> uh, what do I want to share a little bit here? Okay, so a little bit of Green Book talk here. Uh, you know about the Green Book, right? Nope. This thing? Work, oh, that. Wor- workplace safety? Now I do. OSHA? Now, yeah, I know. That. That okay. uh, so Ontario is moving forward with a new legislation to increase the maximum fine for corporations convicted on the, under the OHSA. Maximum fines would jump from $1.5 million to $2 million. Uh, it would mean Ontario would have the harshest penalties in Canada for corporations that violate OHSA. Uh, last spring, the province raised fines for individuals, corporates, uh, directors uh, from 500000 to $1.5 million. The province is also proposing changes that would see it impose the highest fines in Canada on employers and convicted of withholding a foreign national passport or work permit. So this is something I didn't know, and this has actually been going on. So you got immigrants coming into the country, mm-hmm. and they're working, and you got employers that are keeping their passports from them so they can't leave, and then they're forced to work. So... There's a whole other side of things, but it's good that the government's paying attention to it, right? So it's been documented by advocates and migrant workers uh, to control migrants, to keep them from speaking out and unfair treatment. So it's a shame, but I'm glad that the government's actually doing something about it. All right, Evan, we're getting close to wrapping it up and me asking you the 12 questions of construction. I want to ask you about your book. What about, that's not my book. Oh. That's Kim's book, but if you want a copy of that book, take it. I have a book that I wrote. I know, I know you wrote a book. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. What do, you, what do you want to know? Why did you decide to write a book? It was in me. Yeah. 
it was in me and I just started it, right? So I would do it uh, going to work. I'd do it on the job site. I would make notes. I'd get my phone and I would just make notes. And I started putting all these notes together. And then I, funny enough, is I didn't go to YouTube. I discovered books that people that I respected, how to write a book. Mm-hmm. And then I just read those books and I started figuring out how to, the basis of it. So they, they explained to you how to beginning, middle and end. And then once you figured out those three key points in a book, you can fill in the blanks. How long did it take you to write the book? It took me six months to write the first draft. And then it took me, I sat on it for six months. I didn't do anything. And then I went back at it uh, for a year. And then I sat on it for a tiny bit. Then I got editors involved. And then I started learning the whole fiasco and all this other stuff. The, the book publishing world is a, what's the best word I can use? That's not four letters. Um, it, it's a really interesting world, right? Because it's just like, everyone's got their nose up in the air right mm-hmm. um so then yeah no, it was it was uh it was good to do it was fun to do i'm still working on it there's still more things that are attached to it but in the meantime that i was working on that i actually wrote another book that's not the same it's completely different so i was just curious about it yeah why are you gonna you're gonna write a book probably not anytime soon but i've written two articles for the canadian woodworking magazine what the really yeah you or chat gpt <laughs> Me. No, I'm I'm joking with you. I know it's you. Really, look at that. There's the first one. And oh. ha- okay, so a bit, okay, that's the article on that one. Oh no, that's the. No, no. What was your what was your article that you did? Uh, the tic tac toe board. Ah, that's the most recent one. And there's the first one. And what was the article there? Uh, about making a black walnut stool. How many How many words? Um. I don't remember the exact word count, but it's a few pages. Normally, it's the magazine. I think it's about 500 words, no? Minimum 500 words? Yeah, this one was a little more than that, probably closer to 1,000 words. So how is that feeling to kind of translate your thoughts into words to share? Um, it's interesting. Because, like, usually when I'm doing something, I don't really have to describe what I'm doing. I just no, do it. You just do it. When or I actually have to it. put those on paper, I got to think about it. Yeah. It takes a while. And so you're kind of going back mm-hmm. and you're kind of remembering all the steps for yourself. Yeah. And then expressing them through words. Yeah. You'll probably do more of those articles. Maybe. It'll open up other things. It could, yeah. Right now I've only done two. Yeah, but that's two more than other people have done. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, you started with your first cutting board. You started with your first. There's always a first. There's always a second. You just yeah. get started. Coasters, like you just, there's always a beginning. That's the cool thing about it, right? So don't ever say it's just two. No way. Well, What's, what are we looking for? Yeah, I did a few live streams. of. Lee oh, Valley. you did leave? Really, huh? Yeah. Yeah, don't you love Lee Valley walking in there? Yeah, it's pretty cool. But you, your, your dad probably doesn't like it, though. <laughs> He's been in there a few times. No, I mean the cart when it gets to the cash. <laughs> I'm the one paying for it. <laughs> so you've done some of the... Oh, look at this, man. You're all over the place. So you're getting used to the camera. Yeah. But you guys are young enough like the, to understand all this stuff. What's that one there? January 8th, 121. Uh, that was my first podcast. Okay, all right. Paula from Live Edge Lumber. That's pretty very cool. It's very, very cool. All right, Evan. You ready for the 12 questions? 
Sure. What's your favorite construction word? Um, Could be a carpentry word. Like maybe when I screw up, uh, probably the F word. <laughs> What's your f least favorite carpentry word? nothing that comes to mind no least favorite you what's like, like what's an example that other people said well in construction least favorite uh they probably was in change order they would have said uh i don't know um blowout for concrete guys uh just just mistakes things that happen right or not getting paid stuff like that right mm -hmm. so carpentry wise i don't know well, I guess like the bandsaw blade snapping. Yeah, that's... Well, that's not a word, but yeah. That's like a, a <laughs> sentence. That's an action. <laughs> I don't know. Least favorite uh, carpentry word. Is there a funny carpentry word that you don't like? I don't know if there's any funny ones, but... There isn't, there isn't, don't worry. What turns you on in carpentry? Like finishing something? Like actually finishing a project? Getting to that point? Yeah. Like, I've spent all this time, and it's done, and it's nice. What turns you off in carpentry? Screwing up. What's your favorite curse word? F word. What's your favorite vehicle in the entire world? I would, if, if I had one car, like, probably not very, it's probably not, like, a practical car, but, like, probably, like, a Ferrari, like, 450-something. Like a nice a red sports car. <laughs> What's your least favorite vehicle? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really know cars that well. Yeah, but you're a couple of years away from getting a license. One year away. Sorry. <laughs> I was giving some generosity there, man. It takes a process. Isn't there graduating? By the time you actually get it, you could start at 16. But I probably, by the time I'm like driving by myself, probably be another like two years. But I could, probably, I could start driving with him in like a year. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm be sure he's fun. happy about it. <laughs> so there's no least favorite vehicle? Like maybe like a car that doesn't start? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that works. <laughs> what uh, carpentry sound or noise do you love? Oh, like it's like, you know, like when you're hammering something and like if you speed up the sound, it sounds pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like a woodpecker. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. All right. What construction sound or noise do you hate? The router. It's loud. It's very loud. Screaming. Like I put it like a big bit in my router. I think it was like a one inch straight bit because I was routing out something on there. And it's so loud. Screams. Try putting oh, a two inch one. Crazy. And I'm doing templates out of plywood. Yeah. It was just screaming. So loud. There. I know. It was like my, even with the headphones, my ears were hurting. This is going to be an interesting question. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? As I said, like, I don't really know what I want to do. I don't really know professions. I'm not too sure. Is there anything else that's kind of piquing your interest? Maybe like a world traveler. Like I want to travel the world. <laughs> you'll stop at all the construction sites. You'll stop <laughs> all the woodworking places and you'll start picking everybody's brain. Yeah. It's a good thing. What profession would you never like to do? Oh, um... I didn't think about this. Um, 
there's nothing out there that's like you know, I, I'll never. I don't want to do that. I don't know. We've had a lot of people say office jobs, sanitation, uh, cop. Uh, I don't know. Anything. Yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe a cop then. Okay. I don't. I feel like you have to be like cut out to do that job. I'm not cut out to that job. No special special breed. Uh, last question: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Um. Here's every festival ever made. I don't know. <laughs> God's using festival? Maybe. Probably. That's pretty good tools. You never know. God could be using Ryobi. Never know. <laughs> you never know. Maybe God's using all of them. Just like depending me. Depending on the day of the week, right? Yeah. <laughs> Evan, thanks so much for coming on the show, Thanks for having man. me, Manny. Honestly. I had a like, blast. This is, this is great to have you out here, and, and I wish you all the best, and I, I look forward to seeing what else you start building and pulling off, and, and it's amazing. I love it. It's a great kid, man. <laughs> Everybody check him out. Evan's very workshop. Proud. Sorry? Very proud. Yeah, but you should be. Totally. You're, you're, listen, and Evan, you're like rare, man. Like rare. Not the steak or anything like that. You're just rare. Like, you know, like it's just not a lot of kids are doing what you're doing, which is a great thing that you're doing it. And you're doing it because you love doing it. Right. That's that's it takes it takes people sometimes a long time to find their love that they want to do. Right. Yeah. So you found it early, which is great. And you're embracing it. And then also you're educating other people and you're learning and you're also taking history. You're going back in time and you're going modern. You're learning from new tools, old tools, old techniques. You're putting it all together and you're creating it what you want to create for yourself. Yep. Right. So it's like, that's amazing, right? I wish more and more kids were doing that. I wish more and more adults were doing that, <laughs> right? So everybody check them out. The website is www.evansworkshop.ca and the email is evansworkshop at icloud.com and then his Instagram is evans underscore workshop. Yeah. I think that's it, man. Thank you, Manny. Thanks, Angelina. We're out of here.